Well, today is our annual Vision Sunday, where we look back over the last year and tell some stories, reflect on what God has done among us over these recent months, and we also look forward into the year ahead. When this church began, we wrote a vision statement. We tried to capture just in two sentences what we believe God had called this church to be and do. And I think I'm still one of only a handful of people who knows this off by heart, but here goes. God has called us to build a growing, regional, biblically-based church in Nottingham, which will, in a creative and contemporary way, in the power of the Holy Spirit, worship God and communicate the gospel with compassion and generosity. We aim to make, train, and equip disciples to be effective in the extending of God's kingdom, to develop leaders, to plant new churches, and to contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. For 22 years, this statement really has defined the blueprints of this church, and it's as true today as it was when we first wrote it. Rather than highlighting phrases from that statement, as I have done in various times in previous years, I'm going to look back at some of the things we've done over the past year under three phrases, the three phrases which we talked about this time last year as the emphases for 2018. For Jesus, for Nottingham, for you. In preparing this talk, I've been struck again by the wonderful things that the Lord is doing among us through Sundays our midweek ministries, our facilities, training and equipping events, or the areas of ministry that benefit those outside the church. He has blessed us so much and with so much. I'm not going to have time to mention everything by any means today, but I just want to give you a picture of some of the amazing things that are going on. We are a church, a family, a people who exist, first of all, for Jesus. He is the one above every name. Before him, every knee will bow. Every tongue will one day confess Jesus, acknowledge Jesus as Lord. And Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, and the one through whom we have access to God the Father. And everything we do as a church, we seek to do with our eyes fixed on Jesus, following it where he leads, glorifying him, worshiping him, And there are so many ways in which we've done that. Our Sunday services, for example, when we gather together for teaching, community, prayer, and worship here in the main auditorium, in Trent Kids and Trent Youth. With For Jesus as we worship, and I know that many of you have had wonderful times with God worshiping in small groups or all sorts of other meetings. And over the last year, we've done that in many creative ways. For example, at Closer, back at Easter, and our Christmas services when over 3,800 people came along to one of those four carol services. That was our most well-attended year yet. And for the first time, just before Christmas, we also gathered together for carols by candlelight. Worship leaders and musicians from here playing 16 homegrown songs, have been featured on three recordings this year. A couple of them, I believe, are singles, Known and Endless Praises. They were both recorded at DTI, Dreaming the Impossible, which is the national youth camp that Susie and her team run based here. And another, which I'll mention in a moment. We received an email from a parent of a child in Trent Kids telling us that her daughter's RE class had listened to some traditional hymns and carols, while learning about music played in churches. And this email said this, 
My daughter told her teacher and her class that these weren't the sorts of songs that she sang at her church. The next day, she took in the Tribe CD, that's a previous one um, from Dreaming the Impossible, and her teacher played the class a few songs from it. My daughter then shared what her church was like. Over the next few weeks, they were allowed to choose music to work to, and a number of them, not all from Christian families, chose songs from Tribe again to work to. Thought this was a lovely example of how our children can share their faith with their friends and teachers. Many of you will have joined us back in November. In here, we had a wonderful evening of worship led by Dave Miller, Bernie Dittmer, and Kat Register, where the album 12-1 was recorded. In next month's edition of the national magazine Christianity Today, there's an article about this album, and let me just read you a little bit of that. Recorded live at Nottingham's Trent Vineyard, Worship Pastor Dave Miller's debut album bursts with exciting original compositions that feel entirely contemporary. Informed by Romans 12.1, the passage where Paul advises Christians to offer their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It's a vulnerable performance that stands alone from the showmanship of some contemporary Christian albums. In 12.1, worship is not displayed through pounding breakbeats, but in a whisper of surrender. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful review. If you don't yet have your copy, you can get it from just about everywhere. Vineyard Worship, you can get it from Amazon, you can get it on all the digital platforms, and you can even watch some of it on YouTube, actually, the, the films. When posting about this recording on Trent's Facebook page, we received a message from Ruth in India, and this is what it says. She comes from Hyderabad. God spoke to me through Dave Miller's song, I Am Yours, and that's how our church, Grace Vineyard, came to be. We were released as a vineyard church in June this year, though the planting process began two years ago. We love all the music from Trent Vineyard. So it's not just songs that are written here and we sing here, but this is affecting around the nation and even people right across the world benefiting from the worship we have here. Through Jesus, we have direct access to God the Father. And rather than striving in our own strength, we know that as it says on the wall over there, that unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord builds the house, his laborers, our laborers rather, amount to nothing. Our relationship with Jesus really is paramount. He's the vine, we're the branches. Without him, we can do nothing. And so we bring everything to him in prayer. Every Thursday morning in term time, there are men's and women's prayer meetings. People gather to pray before services. Others gather monthly for worship and prayer. Many of us have received prayer here on a Sunday uh, and at other times during the week. In May, we joined the Archbishop of Canterbury's Thy Kingdom Come events, and we hosted here hundreds of people, I forget what the number was, right up there, 800 plus, maybe nearly 1,000, from somewhere around 100 churches in Nottingham and other Christian organizations, praying together, worshiping together. And as part of Thy Kingdom Come, many of you will have joined us in the Market Square for our Bow Down event, gathering to pray for Nottingham and the UK, and then raising our phone torches as a symbol of being a light in our city. We just, so many prayers are answered, 
And there are so many stories I could tell you. I'm just going to tell you a tiny one here. For instance, one young man came to speak with a member of staff about getting baptized. But he'd bitten his tongue during a seizure the night before, making it really difficult for him to talk. So they, they just prayed right there, and almost immediately he loudly exclaimed, it's gone. His tongue was totally and fully restored. Many of us express our love for Jesus in practical ways through serving in various areas of ministry across the life of the church, both within and far beyond our walls. And so let's get a glimpse of that in this short film. My name is Kenanao, and I serve on students' team for two years for Jesus. I'm Vera, I serve on the DY Plus team. I've served for five years and it's been amazing seeing Jesus work in people's lives. My name's Lucy. And my name's Sam, and we've served on the small groups team for about four years for Jesus. We've been impacted by how much more you get than you give when you're serving a community like a small group. I'm Alex, I serve on the Kids Welcome team for Jesus. The thing I like about it is helping the leaders and um, signing people in. Hi, my name is Stephen. I've served on the Alpha team now for three years and to see lives change for Jesus is amazing. My name's Rihanna and I serve on the Trent Youth Worship team for Jesus. Hi, my name's Dave and I serve on the Sunday Ministry Coordinators team and I've been doing this for just over a year and I do it, of course, for Jesus. Hi, my name's Karis. I serve on the Kids Media team for Jesus. What I enjoy about it is that um, all the songs and all the words are up and then I can just click them and have fun on the computer just clicking and clicking and clicking and everything like that. Hi, I'm Martin. I've been involved with Healing on the Streets for a year now. It's by far the most fruitful ministry for Jesus that I've been involved with. My name is Joy. I've served on the YouTube for four years for Jesus. I think the thing that's impacted me most is actually the, um, the faith and the the courage of the young people to go and share Jesus um, outside at school and that actually really impacts your own faith as well. Uh, my name is Cedric. And I'm Jessica. And we lead a Wednesday morning small group. And we've been doing that for over three years. And we do that for... Jesus! Jesus. My name is Nicola. I serve in personal prayer ministry. I've done this for three years for Jesus. My name is Daniel and I serve on the Trent Youth Professional Team for Jesus. My name's Phil. I've served for Jesus on the worship team for 19 years. Hi, my name is Jenny. My name is Paul. We, we serve on the student team for Jesus, Jesus as honorary grandparents. I'm Andrew, I serve on the host team, have done for a couple of years, and I do it for Jesus. I love the, the feeling of um, family that the team creates. Uh, I love seeing um, people, new faces coming into the church and just having that opportunity to welcome them into Jesus' house. My name's Caroline. I've been um, serving on the family room in the Arches um, for four years. Hello, I'm Mike. Um, I've served on the practice team now for three years, all for Jesus. Hi, my name's Kat. I serve on the Zoe team for Jesus. My name is Marion. I serve on Trent Justice for Jesus. Hi there, my name's Tim. I've served on the Superum team for two years for Jesus. Hi, my name's Richard and I serve on the car parking team for Jesus. And I'm Julia, I serve on the overseas team for Jesus. Hi, my name is Michael, Michael Yanni. I serve on the Trent Kids Liftoff team and I've been doing it for about seven years for Jesus. My name's Andy, my name's Matt and we serve on Nuts 5 worship team 
for Jesus. As you can see from the film, children now serve alongside adults in Trent Kids every week. The first week they made that available, there were way more children wanting to sign up to serve than there were spaces for them. Everything we'll hear about this evening is for Jesus, whether it is worship, prayer, giving financially, or serving. These are all ways that express our devotion to him. We're also for Nottingham. Being a Nottingham church, this is, of course, our geographical focus, but it extends, of course, to surrounding towns uh, you know, and cities where we live. And we want to demonstrate God's love across our neighborhoods, across our workplaces, our communities. Hundreds of you have caught that vision, and many thousands have benefited from your care and service this past year through ministries like the Soup Run, Prison Ministry, and Trent Debt Advice, to name just a few. In the last year, over 300 of you have given a staggering 10,000 hours serving at the Arches, our main compassion ministry housed in the building behind me, uh, helping almost 3,000 people from over 70 countries, many of whom are refugees and asylum seekers. In the last year, we've distributed nearly 4,000 pieces of furniture, free, and numerous household items, enabling a house or a flat to become a home. Referrals to the Arches come from almost 100 different organizations across Nottingham, and here's what one of them said about it. You do a fantastic job supporting the people of Nottingham, and I know that many of you volunteer, and so give up your free time. It's a brilliant service. In the summer, the Arches team took over 70 Asylum seekers, refugees, and their families to Skegness. Some of them had never been to a seaside before and were able to enjoy fish and chips and ice creams for the very first time. In November, we were invited to go and buy and then to bring in brand new household items to fill the van one Sunday. And there was a list we chose among. And we did that, responded in abundance. And the van, forget fill the van, it was way too small, had to be emptied and refilled. And between us, this is all new stuff that you bought, we gave 80 microwave ovens, over 130 kettles, 110 toasters, over 100 cutlery sets, and hundreds of towels, which were all given to vulnerable families in Nottingham at Christmas. Every Friday and Saturday night, street pastors go out into the city centre, begin about 10 p.m., finish somewhere around 3, sometimes it's beyond that, um, just caring for people, bringing light into what can be quite a dark place. I've been out myself a couple of times with them and at two in the morning, Nottingham City Centre on a Saturday night is something else. You do not probably want to experience it. But it's amazing. We have teams there week in, week out going and caring for people. Our small groups have continued to develop creative ways to bless their communities with numerous practical projects, parties and giveaways happening throughout the year. Just to mention two, one group planted 400 bulbs and cleared an area of overgrown ivy in a local area. The students team gave away Maltesers with an invitation to the carol services, emptying one branch of Sainsbury's and Maltesers completely in the process. Our facilities here also have an impact 
on the city. In the last year, over 20,000 people have attended conferences here from a variety of companies and organizations, such as the NHS and businesses in Nottingham and way beyond, through our trading activities. And here's what one client said of the team. Having organized and attended a number of professional services conferences over the last four years, I can honestly say that the Trent Vineyard was one, if not capital's, the best venue we have held the conference at. Everything was top-notch. Location, parking, food, drink, space, room temperature, lighting, stage, screens, and audio-visual. All the staff were professional, helpful, and very friendly. Nothing was too much trouble. So applause for our team who pour themselves into laying on the conferences. And being light, being salt, being an example. You know, we're, we're a place that's looked to as like, wow, that's a great conference center, great service, and, and, uh, and so on. A significant amount of staff and volunteer time is given to organizing events which bless other churches and other organizations. And in November, we hosted the Cause to Live For conference for about 800 young adults from all over the nation with nearly 50 people from Trent serving. Last month, we hosted, as we have done for many, many years, the National Leaders Conference for almost 1,500 people from across the country for a period of a few days, including over 150 of you volunteering your time alongside many staff who were involved in serving at it. The National Leaders Conference seems to have a positive impact on our neighbors, we're pleased to say, as well as feedback about the volunteer teams at the National Leaders Conference. We received an email from one attendee who spoke to the manager at a local restaurant who said this, she and her staff love NLC Conference Week because whilst very busy, all their customers are so nice. There really is a difference that week. We've also facilitated a number of events for charities and organizations, including Teen Challenge for vulnerable young people, Nottingham City Council's Big It Up Awards, celebrating foster carers and the children they care for, and we just hosted an Open Doors event. They support the persecuted church across the world. And of course, it's not just about what happens here. Every one of us who is a follower of Jesus is an ambassador wherever we go, representing him as salt, flavoring the environments we find ourselves in as light, revealing the way and bringing hope in dark places. So here's a short film capturing a snapshot of some of the ways that you are for Nottingham. I'm Jen. We've been volunteering for a Nottingham charity called Safe Families for Children for around three years. It's a charity that provides vulnerable families with some respite care, help and support when they really need it the most. 
Each family we've been linked with has been different. The first was a grandma who was the main carer for her two granddaughters, but also recovering from major surgery. We went and took the grandchildren out for day trips, basically to give grandma a chance to recover. With the family that we're currently supporting, we have two toddlers who come and see us for the occasional weekend, and it just gives dad, who's parenting alone, a chance to recover, have a bit of downtime. He recently texted us to say that he couldn't thank us enough and he was already feeling stronger for when they came home. Yeah, we've got four girls, we know what it's like to have young kids, but we've always had friends and family around uh, to support us. To be able to support those who don't have anyone to lean on is incredibly humbling. Hi, my name's Rohan, and over the last four and a half years, it's been a real blessing to be able to work as a doctor here in Nottingham. Wherever the Lord has placed us, he's done it for a reason and a purpose. But this is something I hadn't really thought about regarding work. But when I did, it really made a shift in my mind about work. We get the chance to glorify him and be a light that shines back to Jesus. And what a blessing and a privilege to be able to do that as a doctor when caring for patients during some of their worst times. Being in the hospital is never easy and can sometimes be scary. So if there's anything I can do to make my patients' lives a bit easier or they stay a bit more comfortable, it's a real joy and can be a real blessing. Hi, I'm Sash, an editorial and commercial photographer based here in Nottingham. I get to visit lots of people and places and through my work I get to share my faith through focusing on stories, authenticity and beauty, both surrounding us and inside of us. I get to attend local women in business meetings where I get to share my faith and support other women by hearing about how they're doing the highs and lows of running your own business and being freelance. I also like to bless my clients by going above and beyond, always over delivering regardless of what their expectation is of me. It's part of my work ethic. But most of all, I just really love what I do, and I get to share it with God. Hi, I'm Martin. I own and run JC Multilight in Nottingham. The JC stands for Jesus Christ, Light of the World. We make battery-powered lighting for the construction industry. Together with my business partner, Jeff, we took over in 2016 from the previous owners, John and Lizzie Lacey, and we continue to build on their foundation and legacy. My faith plays a big part in how we do things here. We value people above all else and we demonstrate that in practical ways through paying the real living wage, being generous with holidays. We're a small team, we do life together and we support each other through the different stages we're all at. Uh, we've all volunteered at the Arches in one way or another over the years. We try to be good neighbours uh, to the other companies on site by taking in deliveries, by using their services where we can and of course, blessing them with a chocolate egg at Easter. As I mentioned, for Nottingham is our geographical focus, but the reality is that Trent's impact reaches beyond Nottingham throughout the country and indeed across the world. In 2018, we planted from here two churches, Derwent Valley Vineyard in Derby, led by Tom and Helen Murphy, 
and Leicester Vineyard led by Tom and Joy Bird. And dozens of people from here went with each of those church plants and both, I'm pleased to report, are doing really, really well. As well as some of... Uh, I'll start that again. As well as... Was the white... As well as some of you going on ministry trips to various places around the world, there are people from Trent who minister in India, Zimbabwe, and Japan. And we also support a couple in the church here, Shino and Shania, who share the gospel via the internet with people from countries where being a Christian means risking imprisonment, even risking death. Someone who they're supporting had to flee in the middle of the night when her, with her five children because the threats made against her life. After her home and her belongings were destroyed, there was an urgent need for money to help get her family to safety. And Shino and Shania's small group and a prayer group here at Trent helped to get the money together for them and prayed for their safety. And after a long struggle, the family have been granted asylum and her children have all come to faith in Jesus. And as every year, we've given many thousands of pounds to other charities and various projects around the world. So we're for Jesus, we're for Nottingham, and we are also for you. You who are part of this family, whether today's your first time here or you've been part of, of us since the very beginning, we want you to grow in relationship with God and with others and be equipped to live really fruitful lives. We're a seven-day-a-week church, not just Sundays, and we do a huge amount of midweek ministry to meet the needs of those in the church. A lot of what we do midweek facilitates what it means to be a church, to be a family, pastoral care, small groups, kids and youth midweek activities and relational connections of all sorts. And a major part of what we do midweek is small groups. So let's watch this film which captures what being part of a small group is like. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm Lisa, and we've been coming to Trent now for about five years. Um, at first, coming to Trent, we just used to come on a Sunday, enjoy church and leave. Um, after a while, coming to church was quite a challenge for me because I was pretty much quite, had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt about the way I'd lived my life previously, the way I'd behaved, the way I'd treated people. And I reached a real low point where I just didn't want to go through that anymore. Um, and I was put in touch with John Bodley and we had a, we had a chat and the first thing that he suggested there's, was that we joined a small group. So that was, that was the first step towards the change for me. So being part of a small group has had quite a big impact on my life and our life together. Um, initially, I just went along to the small group to actually go with Andy and support him and I was quite defensive and um, would take the opportunity to have a good discussion or argument, whichever way you want to put it, at any sort of opportunity actually being able to have those discussions and have those conversations and over time just they really sort of knocked down some of those barriers and those um, things that I put in place. One of the sort of loveliest moments was our small group leaders going through the pre-marriage course with us before we got married 
and then also our small group come in and praying for us at our wedding in front of all of our friends and family. Just sort of showing that significance of um, the friendships that you build, but it's, it's deeper than friendship. To put it into context, small group is so important to us that it's like going to church, it's a three hour round trip for us. And, but the value we get from it is worth every minute of that time. Yeah, because definitely. as Lisa said, the love you get from people, the friendship you get from people, and it's almost like being fed again part way through the week. So small group for us starts with a, a, a wonderful welcome, walk through the door and straight away it's like, do you want a brew, do you want a drink? And cake. And, and yeah, I'm getting to the cake. <laughs> Um, you know, and sort of walk in, have a bit of a catch up and then we do sit down and we have lots of cake and puddings and um, just sort of sit down, have a bit of a chit chat, catch up on what's been going on for everybody in the week and um, just being friends with people really. And then from there it, it generally flows into maybe some worship, maybe some Bible study, sometimes there's, there's a subject that the leaders will decide that will be worth exploring that week. Um, I think the beauty of it is it's so open that everybody's got a chance to speak, to have some input and everybody's encouraged to do that. So really small group for us is, it's like church but on a smaller scale, I mean we haven't quite got the bar although I think our small group leaders have got a little cupboard, sneaky cupboard somewhere that could be defined as a bar, um, but other than that yeah it's just, it's just Trent midweek. Personally for me I'd recommend small group because Church is so big and whilst it's amazing, small group, as Lisa said, you, you just get really close bonds with people and we've said it before, it makes church seem so much smaller. You learn so much, you develop so much and hopefully as you develop, there's somebody around that you can offer a similar sort of journey to. So to, for me, it's, it's essential. So uh, looking forward to the future for us, I'm just really excited to see what God's going to be doing in our lives individually and also our lives together as a couple. For me it's quite simple, I'm impatient, I'm, I'm generally impatient anyway, but when I look back at my sort of recent life and my recent journey with Jesus, I kind of realised that I was being broken down to be rebuilt, to be the person that God always intended me to be. and it um, triggers a memory of something that John Wright spoke about recently about measuring yourself to see if you're more like Jesus today than you were 12 months ago and I can honestly say I am and I can't wait to see what the next the next phase brings for me. He even bought some sandals the other day. Just as for Nottingham goes so far beyond Nottingham, so for you extends way beyond you and way beyond those of us who are in the church. Over the last year, we've held numerous events to build relationships with each other, but also for those who are not part of Trent joining us, including things like Beer and Carols at the Malt Cross, Toddler Haven, Thrive, a group for single people, and Picnics, and a vast amount of other events, ministries, gathering, gatherings, and activity is a huge menu from which we can choose what our diary allows us to be involved in. 
We also run a number of events aimed at training and equipping. We have people of all ages giving part of their week to the church as they focus on growing in their discipleship on Zaway, which is the discipleship year renamed, discipleship year plus, and the gap year. We have people being trained in leadership skills on Hub, some of whom are also studying theology. This year we launched Inspire, opening up the invitation to anyone who wanted to explore learning about leadership. We've also run a number of courses, including pre-marriage and love after marriage, Bible basics, first steps with Jesus, small group leaders training, and power to change. Someone who attended the parenting evening said this, having not grown up as a Christian, I'm fairly clueless on what it takes to raise a kid in faith. I think I was in tears most of the day just from the sheer relief of someone helping me. There are currently 15 on the Arches Inspiring Change course, which supports people by giving them the skills to move on in their lives and increase their self-confidence. And at a celebration this year, when one of them was asked what it was like, they said this, it doesn't feel like a course, it feels like a family. This year, over 200 of you joined us at one of our newcomers' meals. And Debbie and I just love meeting those of you who are exploring Making Trent your home. At a recent newcomer's dinner, I was talking with two friends, one of whom had recently come to faith, and they came to the dinner after just being here for a few weeks, and one of them said to me, you know, this is, it's amazing. This place is amazing. It's like, it's a huge crowd, but it feels like a family. And I said, have you heard anyone use that word before around here? Because I've heard it many times, and they said, no. No, I haven't. I, it's, I know it's strange because there's so many people, but it just feels like a family. Just last Sunday, I was talking to someone who's recently come to faith. And she said, as I walked in here, I felt like I'd come home. I've heard that expression. Indeed, I used it myself the first time I walked into a vineyard church 30 many years ago, 33 <laughs> years ago. For you is also an invitation we're here for those who are not yet part of church, who don't yet know Jesus and their heavenly Father. Our desire is that anyone searching for God would feel welcomed and welcome here and invited here. In the last year, nearly 100 people completed the Alpha course and Student Alpha. One participant described the highlights of the course this way. The company, feeling part of the family, there it is again, being able to ask questions and the table hosts being able to help me understand. Overall, a really positive experience. It can't be improved. And I'm sure like everything we do, it can be improved, but that's pretty good positive feedback from someone doing Alpha. We were thrilled to baptize 87 people at our adult baptism services last year. That's the most ever in a year. And last week was our biggest baptism service yet, just by one, with 32 people. And I'm sure that those of you who were there were thrilled to hear, as I was, the incredible ways that God is transforming people's lives. Four of the people baptized in the last year connected with us on the streets of Nottingham. Every week, teams go from here as part of either healing on the streets or Jesus at the door. And just two weeks ago, for instance, four people gave their lives to Jesus in one afternoon. And during Freshers' Week, a team of students doing Jesus at the door sharing the gospel using that tool, shared the gospel with 25 new students. 
It's not about the numbers, but it is about individuals. Individuals hearing about and encountering God. And we've met people such as someone who lost their job the day before, those experiencing painful physical conditions or with serious mental health issues and struggles, all encouraged and blessed by being told about the transforming love of Jesus. We've seen many people healed physically on the streets as well. And lives are being changed. For example, I heard about one man who, when suffering with depression, was encouraged to come along to Trent. I believe it was by Martin, who we saw on the film. And he came here on a Sunday with his whole family, was just overwhelmed by God. And he's since discovered the Bible in One Year, which is the app that I recommended a few weeks ago to you. And he's finding that he can't wait until the following day to do the next day's study. And so he's racing ahead through the year. So when I heard this story, he'd already done like over 100 days, and he was only about a month in. So, so keen he is to learn about the Bible. In March, Debbie and I joined Sarah Pickup small group to give away Easter eggs, big eggs in town. And um, afterwards, we went to a well-known and very high-quality hamburger uh, joint, restaurant. And we got into a conversation with one of the staff, explaining what we were doing and inviting her to church and uh, gave her a Why Jesus and a Changing Lives booklet. So Debbie and I would oh, get hold of one of those and give her an invitation. And on the, the evening, we were there. Oh, no, so I should say, following that short conversation, she'd been building up the courage to visit, come here for about six months. In October, she came to a baptism service where she recognized my wife, Debbie, spoke to her, and again, she came to the student pizza evening. And on the evening we were at that superb burger restaurant in the Market Square on the north side, um, <laughs> we were in there. On that evening, I posted this picture on Instagram, and then Trent Vineyard reposted it. And so searching for Trent online, this young woman found the picture, and she took a screenshot of it, and so that when she came to Trent, she zoomed in on Sarah's face, and she asked people, do you know this woman? Do you know? And they connected up. And this picture allowed her to reconnect with Sarah, a familiar face among what was a large group of people. I tell you that little story, because you never know what God might be working through. There are divine appointments and moments and whispers and should I just have a chat with that person behind the counter? And you never know, you know, a picture posted on social media and it could be crucial in an individual's journey. We're so grateful for all that God has done over the past year, for his empowering, for his provision. And we're also incredibly grateful for those of you who have poured your efforts in, your time, your energy and your money into in enabling the church to do all that we've done. So as we just review this past year, I just want to take a few moments very quickly to have a look at our church finances. The church's financial year runs from July 1st to June 30th. So the charts I'm about to show you represent the situation until uh, the end of June 2018. And they show the general running of the church's income and how it's been used. So this doesn't include money which is given specifically for building expansion projects. Some of us have standing orders to the church, paying for the various things we've done. It doesn't include any special offerings, okay? So let's look at how it came in. The total amount which came in this past year was just under 2.1 million pounds. The blue, 67.6%, is regular giving, which came in through the bank by standing order 
from many of us. And as you can see, about two-thirds of our income comes in this way. Giving on a regular basis really helps the church with budgeting and planning. So if you're able to give this way, it is really, really helpful. Pink, 9.3% is other giving. That's one-off gifts that come through the offering on a Sunday or through the website and the bank. Or green, sorry, moving on to green, 17.1%. That's gift aid, tax reclaimed from the inland revenue on most of the money which we give. Yellow, 5.9% is the profit from our trading activities that is gifted to the church, which include external organizations using the warehouse for conferences and the bar and the coffee shop. And then red, 0.1% is other income, which includes interest on savings. Now let's now take a look at how the money's been used to facilitate the different areas of ministry that we've already just looked at this evening. Including what we gave away, we spent 2067000 That's 1.5% less than we spent the previous year. And the figures for these groups that we're going to show you now include within them the costs of staff dedicated to those areas and direct costs of making these ministries happen. And spread across each of these groups proportionally are general costs, such as finance, IT, and admin, and the costs of upgrading or enhancing facilities and equipment. So how that breaks down is this. Orange, 22% is what we call set apart. Money that is to be given away or spent on activities and things that benefit those outside our church. It includes our compassion ministries, overseas mission, blessing the community, and various other outward-looking areas. And it also includes the financial gifts we make to other churches and to charities and needs, and it also includes our giving to the National Vineyard Movement. Yellow, 26.4% was spent on our facilities, including areas like maintaining all of our buildings and land and our mortgage payments and our utilities costs. Green, 23.8% is everything we spend in making our Sunday services happen, Worship, sound and media, kids and youth, refreshments. The blue, 19.2% is spent on our midweek ministries, including areas like kids and youth activities, young adults, marriage, family events, pastoral care, and small groups. And purple, 7.1% is spent on training and equipping, such as the courses we've talked about this evening and investing in the development of leaders. We spent less money than came in, so the gray there, 1.5%, is our surplus. And this will go towards future investments in upgrading our facilities and equipment, capital expenditures, computers, and so on. So another very, very positive year financially, and I think you would agree, really well managed to spend 98.5% of that total. And our finance team and staff do just the most amazing job. All this money facilitates everything that we've heard about this evening and much, much more that I've not been able to mention. If you have any questions about the finances of the church, you are very welcome to ask any of our trustees. Just get in touch via the church office. Now, looking ahead into the coming year, we're thinking through how to best respond to the Lord continuing to bring more people, especially on Sunday mornings. 18 months ago, we expanded the auditorium and we opened the kids' center a few months after that. We made room for more and more are coming. Now, it's not that the average Sunday morning is so much higher than it was a year ago, but the reality is that numbers vary week to week. The graphs look a bit like this. 
And on high attendance Sundays, if you've been here in the morning, you will have noticed the number of people in here in the auditorium has increased and is beginning to feel pretty full. A similar pattern is being experienced in the kids' center on those peak Sundays, and our Trent Kids leaders are urging us to do something to relieve the pressure. God evidently wants to continue to bring people to us, and that is really exciting. But it also presents us with a challenge. It's not yet a pressing need, but we can't bury our head in the sand and assume it won't become one. So we would do well to give serious thought to what we do next in order to make more room. We've explored a number of options, such as planting churches even faster than we have been. But bear in mind, we've been planting them at a rate on average of one a year for the last seven years. We could start an afternoon service, or we could do multi-sites and rent other facilities around the city. None of those seem right as our next step. We in the wider leadership team believe the Lord is prompting us to think very seriously about introducing a second morning service. So we're currently in a discerning process. We're praying and thoroughly exploring what this could look like. But it's fair to say that we're sensing with increased clarity that this is where the Lord seems to be leading us as a church. We have spent and continue to spend considerable time looking carefully at how other churches have approached the challenge that which doing this route might, going this route might present. And we're confident that we really can do this well. We also recently engaged with most of our 80 or so staff. Yes, that's eight zero. We have about 80 staff. And also over 200 of our leaders to ensure we've identified the issues we would do well to address to ensure the very best result. We are discussing options such that the extra work will not be a strain on certain individuals. The numbers of people serving grows significantly and we retain the precious feel that we have with relaxed time for ministry and for relational connection. So are there challenges to overcome? Yes, there are. But that's okay. You know, we didn't get into this for an easy life, but rather one of following the Lord wherever he leads. So the final decision regarding this and if and when we do it has not yet been made, but it does look increasingly clear the Lord's prompting this, and I wanted to include you on the journey. Even though you're evening predominantly people, some of you may even volunteer to serve on a morning service. As plans become clearer, we'll talk more about that in the coming months. So we are still for Jesus, we're still for Nottingham, we're still for you, but over the next 12 months, we're going to be leaning into a little phrase, needed and known. Craig Groeschel, who leads a church of 30,000 in the US, was speaking via video link at a meeting that we and the senior leadership team were at recently, and he said that most people you know, may be attracted to a church for many, many reasons, but they stay because they feel needed and they feel known. And people tend to drift away and leave churches because they no longer feel needed and they no longer feel known. And that phrase, needed and known, just resonated with us so strongly as a team because it's always been part of our DNA. From the very beginning, we've encouraged everyone to join a small group, find a place where you can know others, where you can really be known. We've also encouraged people to get involved in serving. And those are the primary ways to become known and to feel needed. For us, this was never about bigger buildings and larger crowds of people. This was always about family. 
And this is as true today as it ever has been. But as we grow in size, we feel God is prompting us to be more intentional about ensuring that everyone who comes to Trent feels needed and feels known. It would be easy in a group this size and even more so in the morning to feel on the edges, to to feel like a spectator. And one of the best ways to feel connected is to get involved, to move from being a spectator to being a participant, to move from being an attender to becoming a member. We have hundreds of attenders and everyone is totally and perfectly welcome. It's just that membership is the way God designed the church under his headship. And so we're encouraging people in that direction. The Bible tells us that we are the body of Christ on earth. We are his body and we have different gifts and different roles, different functions, each of us playing our part. And just like in a human body, if parts are not doing what they're created to do, the body's not going to work very well. It's missing stuff, you know. The body can't do, the body, the church can't do all that he has called us to do. We hear so often that joining a team is one of the ways that people feel most connected to the church. When you're involved in an area of ministry, you're on a rota somewhere, your team needs you. They need you to turn up. The people you are serving are relying on you. You're needed. If tonight no one turned up on the refreshments team, you'll be like, what? What's going on? Like, what? We, you know, where's, where's my coffee or my tea. We need you to do what you've volunteered to do. Being part of a family means being known, being cared for and supported. And it's our prayer that everyone here would experience that. And the best way to do that is to join a small group. Your life situation may not allow you to go every week. And I had some recent conversations with people saying, you know, my shift pattern doesn't allow me to go every week, and so I've not ever bothered to explore joining a small group. I'm like, go once a month. Go whenever whenever it allows, because if you do, you might go once, twice, whatever, you will know people and be known in a whole new way. As we saw in the film, small group is a place where we can share life together, celebrate the good times, and support each other through the difficult times, where we can grow in our faith together, learn more of the Bible together, and explore what life with Jesus really looks like. As you've heard this evening, as we get bigger, people joining us are feeling welcomed, and they are describing us as family. But as we grow, it would be easy for us to feel like a crowd, For someone to come along, maybe for the first time, and get lost in the crowd, not being spoken to by anybody, and then leaving at the end of the service without having connected with someone. And anecdotally, we hear that that sometimes happens, and it breaks our heart. We want this crowd to be a community that is a family. We have a wonderful Connect team welcoming new people, but we believe that God is offering us all an invitation to be intentional about being part of that welcome. That may mean asking ourselves, does the person I am sitting next to or I'm stood in the coffee queue with, does this person feel needed and do they feel known? Maybe saying hello, asking them about themselves, chatting to them. We're all needed to make others feel needed and known. Just imagine for a moment if all of us spoke to someone we didn't know each time we were here. We would know and be known by many more people, and those who are new would quickly find themselves embraced into the family. 
The invitation to be known, of course, extends way beyond our walls. As you've heard today, more and more people are joining us who are exploring faith. Sometimes they've never been in church before. I spoke to someone earlier this month, never been inside a church in his whole life until he came here. And we're grateful for every one of those individuals. But there are many more in this city and beyond who need to know the transformative love of Jesus. In the passage in the Bible known as the Great Commission, Jesus commands his followers to go. Go and make disciples and then teach them to do everything I've commanded you to do. Jesus exhorts us to tell others about him. And so we are needed to make Jesus known. And Jesus calls us to go and do that. But here's an interesting thing. As well as doing that, going, here's the, we're in a very privileged position here at Trent we don't need to leave a Sunday service to go looking for people who don't know Jesus. There are probably dozens of people here right now in this room who would say, I'm exploring. I wouldn't yet call myself a Christian. I still have a lot of questions I would want answers to before I decide that this is for me. In our conversations here, we're invited to join in with making Jesus known. And it's our prayer that this time next year, Many, many more lives will have been transformed as people come into relationship with Jesus in the coming months. We'll be sharing more about what needed and known means over the coming weeks, but I believe there's an invitation today, especially if you've been here for some time. The invitation is to move from being an attender to becoming a member, towards making it a habit of coming on Sundays, joining a small group, getting involved in serving on a team, and investing financially in all the Lord's doing here. Some of you only come occasionally on a Sunday. And we appreciate, of course, that you know, some weekends you're away and some of you have work patterns that don't allow you to be here on a Sunday. But can I encourage you to grow in the habit of coming to church regularly? If you're in town, it's Sunday. It doesn't matter what the weather is or whether a barbecue might be preferable or whatever. Just think a habit of life being it's Sunday. Of course, I'm going to meet together with my brothers and sisters in, in the large group. I'll be there. And I was quite struck by um, what was said earlier about a three-hour round trip. And those guys do it on Sunday, and they do it on small group, and they also volunteer at the Arches. Some of you are not part of a small group, and the best way to find one uh, it would be to head to the connect area at the end. And if you'd like to try a few groups out before you actually settle and decide, that is absolutely fine. Our small group leaders would rather you found a group, the group that's right for you, than that you stayed at the first one you tried. So don't feel you're offending them because you didn't go back. It's quite okay to try a few groups out. Some of you are not yet involved in an area of ministry. And you might like to fill one of those forms in that's on a seat, uh, probably you're sitting on one. Uh, put a tick or two in there, go and try something out, and then after doing it, you can decide whether you'd maybe like to sign up to do that perhaps once a month. Some of you are not yet committed financially. Please think about investing with those of us who are in what God is doing here. And there are a couple of ways you can do it. You can do it online or with real paper, but online you can go to trentv.org forward slash giving. Or you can set up, or if you want to update a standing order because you're already giving, you can do that with your bank. You can find our details on the give section of the website, as well as on the form that's also on a seat near you. And if you do that, or if you update your standing order, it's really helpful if you'd email the finance department to let them know, like, oh, here's a payment, Who's that? who on earth is that from? So giving at trentvineyard.org is the email to use. 
If you're a UK taxpayer and you haven't let us know, it'd be really helpful if you did because there's every chance if you're paying tax and you're giving to the church, we're not getting a huge amount of money, as you saw, that the Inland Revenue would love to give us. So you can either do all this online or there are forms on Seats Knee with all the giving details. And if you wanted to fill one in tonight before you left, there are boxes by the door, but also you can bring it back on a Sunday, you can post it in to the office. Now we've talked a lot and we've celebrated a lot and it could sound like, what have we done? Just stand here and brag about ourselves. Well, basically, this is for us, this is family. I'm talking to you about our family and celebrating what God is doing among us. While we're celebrating some of what has gone on over the last year in the church, this celebration really is about God, the father of this family and every other expression of the church across the entire world, who out of his extravagant grace has brought us together. To God be all the glory, great things he has done.